All right, welcome to the inaugural podcast of The Open Ditch. This is not our necessary first attempt at getting one of these to show up on the website, but hopefully it will be our last. Again, this is Jason. This is Tim. And we are coming to you live from an undisclosed location. In an undisclosed place. Yes, correct. Um, So we decided to kind of talk about two things for our opening podcast. And our first subject is going to be about Colin Kaepernick and his um, ongoing, I guess, protests on the NFL and uh, taking a knee during the National Anthem. So I guess I'll open up the questioning and I will ask uh, Tim if what he thinks of the subject and uh, let him go from there. Well, my personal opinion is uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick taking a knee uh, during the playing of the National Anthem um, doesn't necessarily, in my opinion, do anything for uh, what he actually uh, says he's standing up for. Um, he's disgracing the flag. He's disgracing um, the the men and women of our military, our, our service members, our public def- public uh, uh, keep us safe, and uh, any any type of uh, police officer, fireman, you know. And and if if he feels uh, that uh, the freedoms he has from the flag and that which it stands for and the liberties he has um, are causing him to uh, feel oppressed, uh, then I think he's got his uh, mind a little uh, off right now because uh, those are the things that allow him to be paid uh, $39 million over a few year career in a game called football, playing 16 games in a season. Uh, and, you know, being able to have a, uh, a, 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 a bachelor pad mansion in San Jose, which he just sold, and a $3 million condo in New York, even though his, his uh, new ad with Nike says he is uh, given it all or sacrificed it all, it sounds like the only thing he sacrificed is Sunday afternoon concussions. So if he's not sacrificing anything, why? Is this just publicity? Is it just a way... To get his name back out there, let's be honest, he's not an upper echelon quarterback, never has been, most likely never would be. No one mentions him and Tom Brady or Drew Brees or Brett Favre in the same breath. So why? Other than publicity, there's no really other reason for him to do it. Uh, I, I agree. I, I don't I don't see uh, the reason because, in my opinion, if he had these these convictions, he wanted to do something for uh, the people he's supposedly standing up for. Um, why, uh, why do it on television? Why not uh, go out and and start a start start a group? Uh, go out into the world where you know you're not using a platform that's been given to you um, to play football on, but instead do something that's going to actually cost you something. Like he says, he's it's cost him. Um, actually give up his own time, his own money, and use his own efforts to push what he believes is correct. I would agree with that. I think that it's an inappropriate use of his First Amendment right. I don't think that there should be um, a limit to free speech. 
Um, so, and that's why he's doing what he's doing. But I think there's a level of appropriateness that's missing from what he's doing. I don't think that kneeling for the national anthem in in a football atmosphere is the appropriate place to do a protest. If you want to protest before the game or after the game, do whatever you want to do. Doing it in front of people that have paid to watch a sports event, and again, it's a sporting event, I don't think that it is appropriate to do so. I think that he's choosing the place where he can get the most, again, publicity to try and stir up. I also don't agree with his means outside of the sport to do his protests, him wearing the police socks that the police are depicted as pigs wearing hats. I think that's inappropriate. Um, what do you think about the fact that Nike has chosen to wade into this political battle? Let's, let's put it out there. President Trump made this a national issue. It, it may have gotten some of the attention that it did, but when President Trump was running for president, he made this a major issue. Um, what do you think about Nike putting themselves out there in this way? Uh, I, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's good in my opinion. But like one person and many other people have said, uh, bad publicity is better than no publicity. And I guess if uh, I don't I don't know where Nike stands with their uh, financial numbers at, at at this point in the year or in the quarter. But I guess you know they have this commercial that has came out talking about different athletes or different people across the world that have have truly sacrificed or have truly. Um, done things that are uh, that are against the odds, and uh, you know to to put him along on the commercial with uh, with with most of these these athletes, I personally would be offended um, because he he hasn't given anything up. He's been on the payroll with Nike ever since 2011. Um, he complains that you know he's been blackballed by the NFL, yet he's still getting paid. Uh, by Nike, and he, you know, it, no one has to hire him. No one has to pick him up as a quarterback. And if Nike wants to run with a guy that wants to make a scene and and wants to cry wolf over and over again about how bad he's treated, then that's their prerogative. But uh, I don't think it'd be who I would align myself with if I was a company that has been represented by. Uh, sports greats like Michael Jordan uh, you know it's it's not not who I'd want to be uh, be on my ticket I think when we've talked about this already in previously unsuccessfully recorded um, podcast practice I guess we'll call it um, why why not try to find someone a little more heroic I think they're trying to make him out to be some kind of hero like he sacrificed a football career because he can't get brought on to an NFL team, which you pointed out isn't necessarily true. Um, why not use someone like a Pat Tillman, who literally gave up his career to go fight in Afghanistan and unfortunately was killed in Afghanistan? Doesn't that make the point of, I sacrificed everything better than someone who's not really sacrificed anything? It makes perfect sense. That's probably why they didn't use it. Uh, because you know, uh, controversy sells. Controversy gets you your name in the in the newspapers and the news stories. Uh, this commercial 
was uh, was talked about, was criticized, was bragged upon before it ever hit the TV, and uh, and and that's why they use someone like that. Because like I said, you know, even bad publicity is better than none, and sometimes bad's better than good. And you know that's that's probably why they 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 chose. They knew they would take a little hit, but they believed that the 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 reward was going to be greater than the the hit. So so why not? And it seems like it's worked. Their sales are supposedly, if you believe the media, their sales are better now than when that first. Yeah, their their foot traffic supposedly up seventeen percent in their stores right now, which who knows how true that is. Yeah. But that's that's what we can that's what we can read. Because at first, if I had been a CEO for Adidas <coughs> or Under Armour, I'd have been thrilled at the thought that Nike's trying to tank itself, um, especially in, in the competitive athletic clothing world. Um, but it seems like it's kind of died down. I think there's other things that people are more concerned about now than a washed-up quarterback, a washed-up subpar quarterback um, taking a knee, which he can't even do anymore. He can take a knee every week because he'll be at home watching it on television. Yeah, and he didn't – I can't see how he could say he sacrificed it all. He – he still has a home. He still has food on his table. He still has his health. He He's still alive. has. He still has his family. He still has. He has. He has every everything he had before them besides uh, a a quarterback position, which we don't know that he would have had that either, and and whether he kneeled or not. So you know, to say you sacrificed it all for what you believe in, um, he still has his life. So I don't know that. Uh, that, that that statement it holds any water that's like pouring water in a holy gutter it's just gonna leak out everywhere that thing doesn't hold weight for nothing with me well in football's a game of chance if Alex Smith I think that's who the quarterback was for San Francisco when he got hurt we never probably would have heard of Colin Kaepernick because he never would have started a game and never would have continued on as quarterback after that season, so yeah, I think there's, there's no guaranteed contract in the NFL. Look at the Bengals; they got a different running back every two years. They're they're not guaranteed anything. He wasn't guaranteed a position. Nobody owes him anything as far as the NFL goes. I don't think anybody owes anybody anything ever. Yeah, personally, I mean, I, you know. Yeah, I just I it it floors me the the belief system in the in the in the. Uh, you know the the ownership that people think they they deserve and the things they think they deserve and like they have rights to have have a job at a certain place and you have to employ them and it's it's just it, it blows me away. Well, I think for me, if I owned an NFL team and a, one of my players took a knee, I'd fire him. Maybe I'd make it one of my team rules, and whether the NFL would allow me to do that or not, I don't know. But I'd make it one of my team rules that you stand during the national anthem. How do you feel about the kind of compromise that the NFL's come up with that they can stay in the locker room if they feel like they need to protest? Well, if the NFL won't won't have a backbone and say that you know you're playing football in the United States, you're playing football under U.S. Uh, military protection, under U.S. Uh, police protection, uh, the police in the United States are the ones that get them in the in the stadiums and keep fans from. From beating them to death and and mugging them and 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 driving them crazy and if if you know if if you're not going to be thankful for that protection and 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 the NFL ain't going to take a stand, I'd rather them stay in the locker room than me have to see it on TV. 
or me not be able to watch a football game and see the national anthem where TV stations are just cutting the national mm-hmm. anthem out. So I would rather them stay in the locker room. I still don't think it's right, but I would rather be able to watch a football game with the national anthem and see the American flag and them stay in the locker room than not be able to watch it or have to watch the TV camera, scan both sidelines, looking for people that are kneeling. Well, yeah, it makes for better and television. And glorifying something that, that is against you know what what we believe in and what the flag stands for. All right, do we? So it sounds like we agree for the most part on Colin Kaepernick and his decision to um, kneel during the national anthem. Go Bengals! Yeah, good luck, Bengals. Um, the second topic is probably the hottest topic in the United States, and quite possibly one of the hottest topics. In the world, it is the ongoing saga, which we look like we're coming closer to ending that saga today. Praise the Lord. Of the uh, confirmation hearing of Judge Brett Kavanaugh. Um, Full disclosure, and I'm sure you will back me up on this, that I'm slightly a political nerd. Yes, he is. And managed to actually get Tim to listen to... Listen and watch to more of political coverage in the last couple of weeks than I think probably you have for most of your life, if not all of it. I actually listened to Fox News just today. Yeah, well, I listen to Fox. I also don't mind to listen to the CNN, and when I need to get a good blood pressure to make sure everything's still ticking correctly, I'll turn it on the MSNBC. Um, so if you don't know uh, what's going on with Judge Kavanaugh, First of all, shame on you. Second of all, shame on you. And uh, thirdly, uh, shame on you. Uh, you should know what's going on with Judge Kavanaugh. It's a very important thing. He will more likely than not now become the swing vote on the Supreme Court. He was nominated by President Trump, uh, went through the hearing, went through um, hours upon hours of testimony, and then the 11th hour um, revelation that at the age of 17 in 1982, um, Dr. Ford um, says that she was sexually assaulted by him. Um, I, I don't even know where to begin as far as that goes. So I guess as someone in a newcomer position to the political world, what do you think, what, what's your opinion on what you've seen and heard over the last couple weeks? First of all, I'm not a newcomer. I just choose not to spend the majority of my day (laughs) listening to news stations and reading history books. But I do normally abstain from all of the the kicking of the sand like little kids in a sandbox because that's what it seems like politics is and is all about anymore. Um, But I will start with by saying, you know... um, Dr. Dr. Ford and Judge Kavanaugh both have their own truth. Um, they both believe what they're saying is true, and I don't discredit that Dr. Ford um, was sexually assaulted. But I don't necessarily agree that it was Judge uh, Kavanaugh by the, the evidence, by the testimonies. It does not seem that they corroborate her story. And to me, it just... It seems a little fishy, though. The farther we get into this, the more inv- investigations, the more people talk, the more digging they do, 
the bigger of a witch hunt, the bigger of a fabrication, the bigger of the well, maybe it you know they could have just done this behind closed doors and none of this would ever got out. Two families wouldn't have been destroyed. Two families wouldn't have gotten death threats. And, you know, it sounded like that's what Dr. Ford wanted from the beginning, but that's yet right. the Democratic Party held it until they had enough uh, leg power to kick the sand a little bit harder and stop the uh, the the confirmation at the, at the 11th hour. And it just, to me, it's this is one of the main reasons why I am not a politics person. I always vote. Um, I always, I always vote. Um, but I believe it's a big thing. It's haves and have-nots. And and the haves, when they have it, the have-nots are kicking sand because they don't. It's like little kids fighting in the sandbox, and it's embarrassing for our country. It's embarrassing to for every United States citizen. It's embarrassing for those that call themselves. Uh, politicians and it's just it's it's embarrassing and and the sad thing is it's now the the most talked about thing in the news when there should be greater things other things that, that should be being handled in in our country and we're, we're we're doing this this type of thing and we're we're it's all over the news it's all everybody's talking about you got people stopping work watching it on TV um, it's it's just it's crazy we have definitely, in the last couple of weeks, seen the absolute worst of the worst come out of the people that we have elected um, to represent us in our capital. In the people that are supposed to be defending what we want or what we say, acting, like you said, as, as children kicking sand at each other in a sandbox. Um, if you don't know the Senate's role as far as presidential nominees go, um, there are hundreds and hundreds of jobs throughout the government that a president can appoint. However, Congress or the Senate specifically has to do what they call advise and consent, which means they advise the president on who they think they should be it. Um, they also get to interview that person, talk to that person, get FBI files upon FBI files on that person, and then um, they consent or they don't consent um, on these appointments. It can be everything from a, just a department secretary all the way up to the Supreme Court. This one happened to be the Supreme Court. Um, I think that it's a little bit of holdover bad feelings for Merrick Garland who did not get um, a confirmation hearing um, right before Obama was up in his administration was over. I was disappointed in both sides and the way that they've acted um, but I was also kind of uh, proud. I'm not a big Lindsey Graham fan, but I thought that he stood up, or well, sat down, and made some really good points during uh, the hearing. I thought that Senator Kennedy from Louisiana also did a really good job of doing that, um, and I was proud to see other senators doing the same thing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think some of them made some very valid, very good points, and they stood their ground. But then I, some of them, like I said, they acted like kids. They got up in the middle of a, of, a, of a committee hearing and walked out, acting like children. I mean, just because they didn't get their way or they don't like what's being said or, or you know, they just want it their way, and if they can't have it their way, they're leaving. 
And these are the people we've elected. These people are, are special people that are supposed to be assigned to a special committee and do a do a great thing for our country. And they're they're acting like little kids act, and it's it's embarrassing. And it's even more embarrassing because we can watch it on TV. I think that it being on TV makes it a little bit more entertaining for a political nerd like me. Um, it's something that entertains me to watch these people act like buffoons. It's like daytime soap operas. But only we don't get to elect who's on the daytime soap opera. Um, it is interesting to see how this is going to play out. Of course, we've got elections coming up in November. It'll be interesting to see how if this energizes one way or the other. It's been, you know, all these polls. Not that I read all the polls, but I do read most of the polls. Um, the enthusiasm gap between Republicans and Democrats has been double digits in favor of Democrats. In the last week, um, Democrats that have seen that number shrink significantly. Um, and it continues to get smaller and smaller. Um, you're looking at a House and Senate seats up. All the House is up. Democrats are having to defend far more in the Senate right now. Um, and it looks like if I had to make a prediction that the Democrats will probably either take the House by a small margin, the Republicans will keep it by a small margin, but I think that the Republicans will more likely than not keep control of the Senate. So just based on what you got to hear of the confirmation battle if this was a court of law could you vote in a jury to convict Brett Kavanaugh of sexual assault no I could not I there was not enough there was not anyone that could back up her story um, and, and and say that that it was him that without a shadow of a doubt they saw him he was there um, there was just I, I could not how about you absolutely not the there's no way. There, all the evidence is obviously circumstantial. It's all hearsay. She can't say. She can say definitively, without a doubt, that it was him. But no one else that was supposedly in the room can say it. His own journals, which I think is a little nerdy, but kind of different in the same way. His own journals say that he wasn't there. That he was other places. Um, and those people corroborate that evidence. So I think that it's sad to see that two people have basically been had their families destroyed over political maneuvering. Her life is destroyed forever. She'll never be the same. His life is going to go on. It looks like in the last uh, hour, hour and a half, that Susan Collins, the rhino from Maine, is going to vote to confirm. Um, and so is Senator Manchin from West Virginia. Um, who's in a tough battle of his own in West Virginia to keep his Senate seat that he's going to vote to confirm. So does Senator Manchin make you want to move to West Virginia, Jason? No, he's still a Democrat. Oh, because we were willing to pack you up and take you if he's, you wanted to go. He's still a Democrat. Um, he's a not a Democrat Democrat, but he's certainly not a Republican. And I did find it interesting that when he did come out of his Senate office today, and of course you had the women in the background shouting, shame, shame, shame on you. Um, one of the reporters asked straight up, do you think that you still have a place in the Democratic Party? And he did not answer that question that I heard. I don't think he'll switch parties. Well, he certainly can't right now. But if he were to be reelected, which his polls right now are not favorable to that, um, that he, there's a chance he could switch parties. 
President Trump won that state by, I believe it was 20-something, maybe 32 points, something like that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the long run as far as that goes. But to use her as a political pawn, and whether you're a Republican or a Democrat listening to this, if you really take a step back, she was used as a political pawn, not by, I don't believe that necessarily she set out to use herself as a political pawn. I really think that she wanted this to be kept private. That's why she only gave that letter to a certain number of people. And regardless of what Susan Collins said on the floor of the Senate today, Dianne Feinstein or someone on her staff released that letter. They are dirtbags from Dirtbag Town, mayor of Dirtbag Town, mayors of Dirtbags Town. Um, and that's what dirtbags do. That's the kind of stuff. And it's not just limited to Democrats. There are plenty of Republican dirtbags. And in the future, we can have a whole podcast on people I think that are dirtbags. Um, some of you that are listening to this might get named in that podcast. You never know. Um, but I think that it's sad to see that these people's lives have been destroyed. And now it looks like 5149, it's going to pass anyway. So you don't think that Vice President Pence will have to no on I'm, Saturday? I mean, it's kind of heartbreaking for him because it's basically <clears throat> his job is to either vote in the Senate or wait for the president to die. That's pretty much his job other than to fly around the country and talk, but I don't think it's going to be necessary. I don't see Jeff Flake as flaky as that dirtbag can be. will change his mind. Um, and Susan Collins wouldn't get on the floor of the Senate today and say she's going to vote for something and then change her mind as much as she may not be one of my favorite senators either. So I think instead of being little kids in a sandbox kicking sand, they might both sides of the aisle might want to sit down and try and build something before uh, this country turns into a full-time daytime drama like we're heading towards. They just need to grow up and realize that they're supposed to be serving we the people, not we ourselves. And So what do you think about two-term limits on senators? all political seats? Senators, instead of these lifelong geezers sitting in the these meetings that have been paid by corporations year after year to push things and they have been there for who knows how long. Well, Diane Feinstein, dirtbag, I believe she's in her 80s. She's up for re-election this time. Um, as far as term limits, that's a great question. Um, I do think there should be term limits. House members serve for two years, so maybe they should get five terms so they could serve ten years. Senators are elected for six, so maybe they get three because that's a more important, it's a more heavily important position than a representative um, just because they have so much more work to do. But I mean, a House member, basically, you get elected, you have about six months to do some work, and then you have to try to get reelected again. I think that if you know that there's five term limits, the only problem I see with that is do we have enough people that are willing to run? I think, if anything, this Kavanaugh thing has shown is that if you have any skeletons in possibly in your closet all the way back to high school, and let's be honest, all of us have done something we're not proud of back to our teens, um, that that can be brought up. Or if you, it could be made up and brought up. 
So term limits, I don't think would be a bad idea. I mean, most governors, states have term limits. Thank God. Goodbye, John Kasich. Um, but I think term limits would not be a bad idea. It would stop this from being a Senate full of 70, 80-year-old men. And women. That's true. All right. Well, I guess that will wrap us up for our first ever podcast. Um, hopefully it was as entertaining for you as it has been for us. This is not, again, our first attempt at making this recording, but hopefully this will be the successful attempt. Um, feel free to reach out to us in any way that you know how, or visit us on our Twitter. We are at Ditch Open. Yes, it's not the same as our title. We'll chalk that up to one of my bads, we'll, but it as is at Ditch Open. Reach out for, with questions or uh, anything like that. But I think that Tim made a really good point, and I wanted to bring this back up again, is that um, the most important thing is that you exercise your right to vote. If you haven't um, registered this time, unfortunately, I believe you're too late to register to vote for the November elections, but it is your civic duty and your civic responsibility to vote and make your voice heard. And if you don't, you should shut up and just deal with whatever's going on in your country because you're not doing anything about it to change it. Amen. Go Bengals. Go Dodgers. Go Reds. I mean, we're going to try to get a new manager. See what happens. It might be Joe Girardi. could possibly be Joe Girardi. But again, yeah. reach out to us at the Ditch Open. If you have any questions, if you have any uh, concerns about who you may need to vote for, in the upcoming election, I can always give you my viewpoint and then also point you in directions that you can find your own information. Otherwise, look forward to the second podcast. Uh, would look forward to having your suggestions on what that podcast should be about. Have a great day. This was Jason. And Tim. Have a great day, everybody.